As quickly as you can. Snatch the pebble from my hand. When you can take the pebble from my hand, it will be time for you to leave. I think, first of all, it's always amazing to be a trailblazer, to be a trendsetter. Yeah. Something, you know, being the only one is not a bad thing. You know, being in a part of a small group is not a bad thing either. You know, you develop a lot thicker skin because of all the extra adversity that you go through. But you know what? It doesn't hinder you. It makes you stronger. You know what I'm saying? You know, if there's no one like you there, go be that person. Okay, I'm not going to waste no time. You just heard her voice. She get ready for an, a, an amazing episode with the homie Brittany Cloudy. Just just sit back, grab the popcorn, your seafood for the uh get this thing cracking. Another self-promotion time. Go tell a friend and tell a friend. Join the community in the last dragon. Uh we we, we definitely bring in some some amazing content on this episode. Uh so now, let's get into some martial arts. All right, welcome back, my people. Another great episode coming your way. Your host, Roy Rob, your seafood for today. We have an excellent one coming for you. Into the Last Dragon has a special guest coming all the way out on the West Coast. A beautiful young lady doing her thing on the mixed martial arts side. I would like to introduce to you for the first, but definitely not going to be the last, Miss Brittany Cloudy. What's good? Oh, hey. man. Thanks for having me. Uh, no doubt, no doubt. So what's up, man? Hey, look, first question in number one. What do they call you when it comes to that fight game? What's your name? What's that moniker that everybody says? What's your fight name? No, my fight name is The Quiet Storm. The Quiet Storm. Okay, okay. Tell, tell us about The Quiet Storm. Who's The Quiet Storm and who gave you that name? Well, I mean, I was thinking about it. I think it my, I, I talk a lot to my friend about it because I think she knows me the best that I am. It kind of fits my personality. I'm pretty quiet and pretty shy. But then at the same time, you know, I do have I, can, I have a whole nother switch that I can switch to. So a lot of things more just, you know, coming with it with the action. I feel that. Hey, that's the big deal, right? That's a big deal. So let, let my people know. So you are what weight do you fight out of and tell us your gym? Uh, I am a flyweight fighter, 125, and I'm training and fighting out of Team Oyama here in Irvine, California. Amazing, amazing. And how long have you been a part of that team, and where did you get your start? Well, it's been about six months since I've been training here at Team Oyama. I moved here back in June, and before I moved here, I started my MMA career at St. Charles MMA. Hey. Um, so, you know, that's, that's always home. All right, right, right. So um, you now have been training in mixed martial arts. How, how long now? I'll say about five years now. Five years? And there, is there a, a reason? Like, how did you end up in, in the place you are now? Like, just to do a rewind, have you always been in the sports? Or just kind of tell us, like, where, where did all this come from? Oh, man, I, I've been in sports since, since I was younger. Um, it did not start with MMA. And I'll say when I was like round nine, I started playing basketball and I couldn't have never thought that I would be doing any type of combative sports. But at that time, basketball was my love. And I played basketball uh, growing up all the way into high school. I also ran track um, and track was my thing. Uh, you got wheels. You, you was fast. What would what, you run in track? Um, I did some short sprints, but my my bread and butter was the uh, long and triple jump so Ooh, okay 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 all right I, I got some got some explosiveness with me you know? yeah you got hey shoot long and triple jump is no joke like i uh just even the technique ain't nobody the triple jump is already like 10 times hard oh my god like i've seen it like no one with track runners have to deal with God, that's just tough. Anyway, I'm sorry for jumping off there. That's just a big deal by itself. So did you do that in, uh, all throughout high school? You did track and basketball? Yes. And then okay. I, then I went to St. Louis University and I ran track there and I did uh, so and I did jumps too. So uh, that was like my first breakup with one of the sports. So I left basketball behind then. Uh, I, I did to, uh, you know, pursue track and I did that all four years and uh, I accomplished some pretty great things while I was there. Picked up some accolades along the way. 
Awesome. Um, yeah. So. <clears throat> What'd you study? Wow. What'd you study at SLU? What did you study at SLU? Um, I did got my degree in elementary education. Awesome. After uh, college, I went on to teach elementary school. Uh, taught third grade for a few years. I uh, started in St. Louis Public Schools, and then I um, moved on into Kirkwood Schools in the Kirkwood School District, and I taught first grade there. Wow. So, yeah. so wait, this this definitely doesn't seem like the traditional. So you went from high school basketball and track. And then you went to education. How on earth did you end up in mixed martial arts and Brazil or kickboxing, whatever? How did this happen? How did you end up at the school? Um, well, it's it's funny because, you know, I, I listened to your last podcast with Charles Johnson and he was the one who really got me into it. Uh, we both started off in track. And so we had that connection with track. And then after I decided to, you know, leave track, I was already going to a lot of his MMA fights and I was yeah. like, about things through him. <laughs> After I was on a track, I was like, you know, what? I want to try this out. And so from there, it was a slippery slope. I was like, I want to try this. Then I was like, <laughs> it's like you know, I want to fight too. You know? <laughs> Shout out to CJ over in Thailand doing his thing. That's my guy. Good dude, man. Oh my God. That's my partner. All right. So, um, CJ is the reason that you got introduced to a new love in life then. Is that right? He, he exposed me to this whole world of, you know, combative sports, you know, so going to fights and watching and learning from, you know, the spectator side of it. So, you know, I always been a competitive person. So yeah. after that, I was like, you know, I, I didn't go into it thinking I was going to like just, you know, be an MMA fighter. I was like, I want to try it. I want to just learn it because I, I thrive on, I like technical so like the triple jump it was a thing that required a lot of technique and coordination and then when I got into jujitsu I realized man this is a mental sport this requires intellect and and not only just physical attributes so I really like that about the sport and then from there on it was just like give me more give me more so hey that's a nugget she just told you a big nugget about Brazilian jiu-jitsu she said this is a straight intellectual sport which is a fact oh my gosh like you will realize that as you begin to progress if someone who's new or never tried to get on the mats it's a lot it's more than size it's more than it's a lot of parts to jujitsu it's just so mental great great point great point excellent point so so now are you uh as far as your training are you kind of at that stage where it's just like i have new goals in mind like tell tell us that like you get started in this like boom how did you know you wanted to fight like where did that come from because it's different saying i want to work out or try it you know yeah so. i think that like and i think that everything happens for a reason because what i got from the other sports you know the speed the agility the strength and just things that were natural to me kind of fell right into place when it came to the sport it came to like really learning and understanding the sport, then allowing my physical abilities to shine through. So once I was able to like really wrap my head around like this new way of movement, this new, this is a wholly different vibe when it comes to like, it's just me, it's individual. So getting into that. Do, do you have a, a favorite like, I know with doing mixed martial arts, it's like so many different things. For new listeners with mixed martial arts, you have all types of fighting styles. Origination of every martial arts, I would assume, has finally tried to compete on the highest level of professional fighting, which has been UFC. So uh, every type of art has been included. But primarily, individuals will try some type of stand-up as well as ground fighting. What styles have you traditionally like leaned on for your style for your fighting and what have you trained through the, the, the multiple five or six years you've been training now, other than Brazilian Jiu Jitsu that you just named for ground fighting? Right. Yeah, because that was the first one that I started. Then the next the next little puddle I got into was boxing and I think that's where I was like, Okay, I think I might be good at this because I realized that like the strength that I have in my legs from jumping when I can use my hips the right way i can really throw a punch <laughs> oh okay now um 
what used to feel like a something that wasn't a prized possession of mine becomes a really strong attribute, which is how long I am and how tall I am. And so that makes me a special kind of fighter. Right. And strong and fast at the same time. Right. And then you're fighting flyweight. Flyweight is that's that's like is that the is that number one? Is that the first lowest class for the female division? No, uh, the lowest um, is right now is Adam Weight. However, they don't they do not have Adam Weight at the UFC yet. So, uh, but they have the lowest in the UFC is one fifteen. But there are some promotions who have female fighters at one hundred five. Oh wow! Right. I'm shocked. What 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 do you normally walk around at? Usually, I walk around between like some one forty three. 145 around there. Okay, I got you. I got you. If I'm being good, you know? I got you. I got you. So then you got boxing, stand-up. You tried that, and you had some... I'm assuming you competed, right? You had a couple boxing matches, amateur? Yeah. I uh, Actually, I did uh, Golden Gloves uh, in 2016. I won Golden Gloves. And I... Wow. That was like... Yeah, that was my first boxing match. What? Uh, what? It was, it was just, yeah. And, and so this kind of goes into like the female fighting scene. It was just two of us. And so, um, so I did, I did that as my like boxing debut, Golden Gloves. And then I had another uh, boxing match after that too. Good for you. Good for you. So you did boxing, you've done Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. What other styles are you training in or have that has elevated your game? Um, after the boxing, I started to try to, you know, work on the kicking part. So I, did, <laughs> I had some, uh, a couple kickboxing matches as well. Um, and I, I did do some jujitsu tournaments and nogi tournaments as well. To, I did all of those things before I got, I took an MMA fight, you know, just to, you know, so, like a slow progression into, you know, getting it, mixing it all together. Do you now, feel like that was a smart move to do it like that? Yeah, I really, for me, it's like, I think that having the experience of being able to focus on a particular aspect of mixed martial arts in isolation can, you know, help with that com competitive piece and technical piece going into competitions, you know, this mm -hmm. is different in, in each arena, like kickboxing is different than MMA. You don't have to worry about takedowns and kickboxing, so you can actually really just really work on just the stand-ups and all the different technical pieces that come with it. Right, uh, right. And then, because when MMA comes along, then now you have to also worry about that and, and worry about defending takedowns and takedowns and jujitsu. It just, the the, the, the the pine becomes a lake. You know, right, right. Different types of, you know, attacks uh, that you could, that you need to defend from and also arsenal in your toolbox so all of this is going on when you were here living in st louis or st charles or st louis they're close right next to each other you're living in missouri you were doing all this training but then you were also doing some else something else full-time uh, i assume from the graduate when you graduated you were working as a, a professor a teacher um like you were saying you were doing all this at the same time right right so how, how difficult is that talk about that how difficult is that uh, I mean, it was very difficult teaching full time, uh, be and and teaching this this concept that I've always heard people say. You just sit down at a desk. Well, one, no. <laughs> uh, two is more of like just the mental, um, the mental energy that you have throughout your workday. You know, then coming into the gym to do something that could be physical. However, with the sport, it's not just physical. It's also very mental too yeah. so the, for me the challenge was that like even if I was physically up to it I still have to mentally find a way to recharge my mind to like literally flip a switch and turn into have a whole nother vibe and aura when I come into the gym you know so just that energy right. out into the two different lifestyles can be exhausting but you know it keeps you going is now, how, you you were like it's it's I feel like it's a handful of women um 
and I'm and I'm not just just saying it, but it's like a fact. There's a lot of guys, a lot of people who are wrestlers who have joined and they've done the mixed martial arts, Virginia Jiu Jitsu, uh, and the, and I feel like this the the growth of female fighters is thank God going up. You know what I mean? Like I feel there's more, but uh, like you just said, like it was one, it was only a couple competitors sometimes. How how does that play a role into your training, being able to do better and be better? Oh man, that that's a that's a huge thing. And if you are any female that came from, you know, a sport where it was a lot of females, and you walked into this world, it's it's a rude awakening because you know it's it's a male predominant sport in the sense, right. especially uh, just being at the gym when most of my training partners are guys, are guys. But um, coming from like a just a athletic background, I've been used to that, you know, in a way, and. It definitely has its challenges because, especially when it comes to kind of getting a measurement of how you are progressing in the sport, um, it's hard because when you train with mostly guys and there's always this physical difference between a woman and a man, right? Aside from the weight, but then also just having the limited females around you to also be a body to train with to you know measure your growth sometimes right right um so i found that to that's something i had to like kind of process within myself on how do i measure my growth right Um, right when you have you you have those moments where you actually get to perform and compete and those are times where you get to you know uh test that and see where you are but then sometimes especially coming from track when I went from competing every week and that doesn't happen in fighting. So it's like when it goes. So that piece of just having a, that part of, well, here's where I get to perform to see how I'm doing, see how I'm progressing because there's so much to learn overall. There's so many different technical aspects and that's why I would, that's why I did do those individual events in between, like doing some kickboxing matches, doing some uh, some jujitsu tournaments, and doing some boxing because you can get those in between those MMA uh, events, MMA so, fights. So now is the question: like, so you're doing all this. When did you decide? Okay, I'm gonna try to do this. I have my. I'm assuming you you said, okay, I've I've learned so much. Now I'm gonna do my first amateur fight. What year was that? When did that happen? Well, it was 2016. 2016. And how many fights did you have as an amateur? I had eight. Yeah, eight uh, amateur MMA fights. So I, 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 I realized that it was time to like go pro when I ran out of people to fight in the area. That's what I was about to ask. Like, how did you know? Like, how did you know it was time? Like, that's a big deal. That's a big question. Yeah, I like. I always thought about like calling like, back, huh? There's no. Like, I was saying, was no one calling back? Like, what happened? Well, it was just like unless I travel all the way over to this side of the the country, like I fought in these promotions locally in the Midwest and fought the women who were in my weight class. And at you know at the time, there's only so many of us. And yeah. Over- years is definitely has grown so much but in every um amateur fight i had there was like a lesson that i learned you know that helped pour into that pot of experience and even getting to my first pro fight there's still this feeling of like you know you feel ready for it I, part of me feels like you know a lot of times you know there's Sometimes you can't think like that, you know, yeah, yeah. or because first of all, when the cage closes, you know, anything can happen. Everything right. that you've done, you know, there's nothing that you can really do to say that this is what's going to happen. You just have to go in there and you're going to have to, you know, create that art. And yeah. So I had my experiences through my amateur career. I've had, I've had my losses. I've had what it feels like to, um, you know, be hit really hard and uh, <laughs> be on the other side of success too. And I also feel like that is a, a strong component going into just the sport as, as well. Like uh, being able to also 
know what it feels like to not be triumphant and still come back stronger and go back into the gym and still work on those things that need to be addressed. That's so real. Like how many times people will just say, oh, I'm done. I give up versus being like, okay, I've, I've, I've made the, I've not necessarily made a mistake. It's just one of those things, even if you're taking a loss, it's one of those things where how do you get better from it? Right? Like everything in life is experiences. How do you get better from the experience you had? That's, that's amazing. Now I'm assuming you had how many fights before you, uh, left the, the area. How many professional fights did you have here? I had one. One professional. And what made you transition from here to where you're at now? Was it some special circumstance? Like, what happened with that? How did you end up across the t- across the U.S.? <laughs> like, what happened there? I think that it was like one of those things where everything was starting to fall into place. And at that time, I was... Um, I had... Trans. I had left um, St. Louis Public Schools, and then I was uh, trying to give myself more time for training. And so I worked as a TA instead of full time. And <clears throat> but then, of course, financially that's hard too because then you're like, okay, something always has to give. Right. So making that sacrifice with that. In the meantime, I was also finishing my master's in, um, in my master's in counseling, and so. I was thinking to myself, like, here I am finishing another degree. I've been in St. Louis all my life. Um, I've always wanted to live elsewhere. You know, I always wanted to be, I always wanted to travel. And I just felt like in a time where I was finishing my degree, I finished my first pro fight. And I was, I was teaching and I I was also getting older too. And I was like, man, I'm running. I feel like I was kind of running out of this, this time of like, if something was going to happen, it needs to happen now. Or right. the longer I stayed, I was going to become more comfortable because being in the career field of education, you know, you're talking about retirements, you're talking about, you know, owning a home. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. You know, I'm feeling like I, I, I there's still something I need to do. And, I just made that that moment to like, all right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, bite down and take this risk and go pursue this because I feel like my window for athletics, you know, was this big versus, yeah. you know, teaching and all the other stuff. I can always come back to that. Right. And this was on the bucket list. I always wanted to live elsewhere. I didn't, I didn't uh, go to college out of the state. I stayed local, and I love St. Louis, but I like the warmth. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, facts. Hey, look, I, I'm sure it is wonderful right there. What is the weather like right now? What is it? Well, it's about like mid 60s, and it's December. I got, I have my toes out right now. <laughs> <laughs> you living? Oh my god, mid 60s is amazing. Like that's like, is that cold? That's that's considered cold. I'm cold. I was like, oh my, I got a space heater on. I'm like, it's nippy. <laughs> oh my god, that is comedy. Okay, so. Um, you how did you pick your school like how did that happen did they did that did that gym say oh i want you did you get recruited tell us that progression as well i mean i have to give a lot of um a lot of props to uh charles cj because you know we we he was a part of this process with me because we were both you know talking about you know where we wanted to go and you know where we saw ourselves and what we wanted to do with our lives and um Let's see, the summer before actually moving, he had actually um, took a trip here and he came and visit uh, Team Oyama because he's managed under uh, the manager who's uh, in this area who also manages a lot of fighters here. Okay. Here he trained and he came back with nothing but great things to say about it. Like, you know, that he loved the area, that he loved loved the whole vibe and everything. And I was like, okay, okay, I like this. It's (laughs) Yeah. West Coast, let me, you know, what's the weather like? I start tracking the weather all year round. <laughs> oh, and I was like, what is it like in December? So oh, man. Like, okay, you know what? And I was like, you know what? Let, let me first go and visit myself and let me see. And so spring break, I came here to visit, um, check it all out. And I was like, I like this. I love this. This, this is nice. I was like, I can do this, you know? So... 
made it happen. I started saving. I was like, all right, we'll do it. you know, if you, if you have an idea, a plan, or, you know, you want something to happen, you know, plan for it. You can make, you know, whatever vision you would have in reality. You know, just and you see it, you plan, you believe it, you stick with it, and it, it'll come to fruition. That's sure. amazing. That is amazing time since. So you've been out there how long now? How long have you been at that gym again? I'm sorry. You told me earlier. Months now. Six months. All right. So you get out there. It's a whole new world. What's your? What was the biggest fear that you now like, whew, I'm, I'm over that. What was the big, what was the scariest moment before doing this big new transition? <laughs> Literally um, turning in my contract to my, I mean, not, well, tell them, well, turn in my letter of resignation to my, uh, my, um, my principal, because oh. that was the hardest thing, um, because I really, I finally got to the school, shout out to North Glendale, I love my co-workers. Say, say the school name again, one more time. North Glendale and Kirkwood. North um, Glendale, all right. I got to a place, uh, where, I really loved my work environment and I loved what I was doing and I loved the people that I was working with. And I was like, I could retire here. Like I really felt like that. And so that was hard to, you know, especially it's competitive in that district to get a job there. And then I um, got a position at a great team to like leave that. I was saying, Hey, I want to you know, do this something else that I'm really passionate about. You know, that was really hard, but man, did they give me love and support me uh, through that, you know, they yeah. still support me through my endeavor. So that was really hard. But of course, also leaving my friends and family, that was hard too. But when, when, when the people support you, they know, they see your vision too and, and, and they'll love you for it and they'll support you no matter where you go. You that's know? so true. That's so true. Oh my gosh. That's so real. Like you have this dream. I, I, I'm y'all just don't know I'm living through y'all. You just don't understand. Like I want, I, I used to box as well. I won Golden Gloves, 2003 Golden Gloves, a Springfield Housing Authority. I won in St. Louis. We fought at the Ambassador. That's how old. That's old as hell, right? Oh, ambassador. Yes, <laughs> we fought at the Ambassador. Super old, but um, I, yeah. trust me, I'm living through y'all. That's amazing. Like the excitement is just unbelievable to be like. Okay, this person is really going after it. You're going, Brittany, you're going after it. Like you're, it's like literally you see, you see it and you're getting the clarification. You're like, you know what? I see, that's where I want to be and I'm going it and you're getting it. Like that's, oh my God. So now it's time to talk competition. How is it out there? Like that's a, that's a whole nother animal. It's a lot of fighters out there. Let's talk that game. It's more competition, more fighters. How, tell us about that. Oh man, where to begin? <laughs> um, the biggest, the first thing I, I like to say about being here is the diversity. Um, I'm here and I'm around all these different people from different countries, different languages, but you know, we're all here for one reason. And right. That life alone right now connects us. And it's right. like, almost like instant family feeling your family vibe you know like we're here for this this grind we support each other because we need each other you know um and coach ayama our head coach here he's been doing this for a while and that he's a very caring very caring coach man he's really hard too but he knows exactly what we need to be successful and he puts us through it and training is we train twice a day, four days a week. And wow. Another day on Saturday, we have a track day, and then we spar. And so I know that, like, I'm getting work more work than I've had before. I have yeah. to be able to just purely focus on getting better. And our, the last thing that I hadn't have not mentioned a part of the mixed martial arts is wrestling. All and, right. <laughs> so love like it's the last thing that i've like focused on but i'm definitely getting it here now and it's def it's coming along it's changing you changing your levels like look you got to change the levels that's so hard that was hard for me man yeah oh my god <laughs> all right being so tall so and, tall 
having to make myself be small. Yes, yes, yes. Like the complete opposite of what my body wants to do because for so many years, triple jump is me making my body long and taking long, drastic steps. Now, short, compact, use that explosion and explosiveness in a a compact way. Right, right, right. But realizing that, you know, once again, it's just something else that uh, is a mental thing because... No matter how I try to like look at it and use some excuse to be like, well, my legs are too long and that person's too short or whatever, <laughs> you know, there's there's all like that don't matter. You it know? don't matter. Oh my god, like it's I, I'm just like literally remembering like so it was it was just such a big deal because we were around wrestlers like I mean we had some elite wrestlers that came through SEMMA and like you saw it, you know it, you know what I mean you. You were going against a bunch of guys that were wrestlers, and now you go out there, and now they like, I need you to wrestle even more. (laughs) (laughs) That's intense. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, man, like, even if, like, St. Charles, man, we wrestled a lot. A court man, of course, a dude, man. He was like, man, we wrestled. We were looking at each other like, bruh. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to court. Shout out to Court. I need to hit him up. Shout out to Court, man. Doing his thing out there with Luis. Shout out to Court. My bad. Had to say that too. But, but you know what? I appreciate that so much now. You know, all that wrestling. I'm like, man, it's because it's like it is like a wrestling sport, it seems. You know, there's a lot of fighters who have wrestling backgrounds and not having wrestling is not a good thing. So it's not right. Working on that aspect of my game and that that that's coming. That's you know, right. you know, because right. I mean, St. Saint, Saint Charles MMA, jujitsu is real, you know, so yeah. I definitely got that. So working on that middle piece and putting it all together, you know, it's a process. You Do you have a favorite strike or a favorite stand up move or punch? Like I heard boxing. It seemed like you love like it seemed like you like to punch people. But <laughs> but tell me, what's what's your favorite? What's the thing that you it, it's your is it the one two? Is it the one, two, three combo, uh, a roundhouse kick? What's your thing when it comes to stand-up? Uh, this little hashtag that goes around, uh, hashtag knees build characters. Oh, my God. You really tied me, girl. Oh, my God. I mean, you think about it. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I love to punch, but I got to use what I have, right? and strong legs and no doubt triple jump triple jump that's that's all i did was pick my knee up yes yeah the knees come easy and most of the time my opponents are a lot shorter than me and my knee comes up to their face oh yeah why not (laughs) with the knees that's good. That's good. All right. So now let's see. Um, have you already got anything lined up? You have a fight already. Um, what's next? Yep. Well, actually, what's today? Sunday, a week from today, I will be fighting <laughs> on King of the Cage um, in Ontario, California. Uh, so I'm currently right now at the beginning of fight week here and preparing for that. This is major. Oh my god! Like you, you have you been in cut mode? Like how much you weighing in right now? Like oh my god! This is big I deal. Back from a run before before you message me. <laughs> oh, that that whole weight cut woes. Oh man. That's so, hey, look. You know, I just had a whole. Have you heard our last episode with Charles? Yeah. We Let's talked talk about. about Yes. Oh my freaking guy. He hey listen, when I say he was like and the ladies have it oh, so hard. Oh my God. Wait, cut, wait, cut, wait, cut. Ooh. Okay, let's go into it. Let's go. Part of my soul wants to just, you know, unite the whole MMA world and let's go protest. <laughs> uh Let's just make this worldwide so that, you know, we can just take this unnecessary stress off of our back because this is, I mean, I, I, since I didn't, you know, come from a wrestling background, you know, but I hear that's like the whole wrestling thing is that whole cutting weight and everything. And that kind of just trickles over into MMA and with that philosophy of I'm just going to cut, cut down, whatever, whatnot. But it's just... It, it like I listened to what he said. It is definitely a 
process uh, as far as we could. Um, and there's knowledge to be learned to, to, to have of it um, from nutrition, just, you know, your dieting. Yeah. That's the way to do it is, you know, to diet, have good nutrition. To How, what are you eating? What's your normal, your normal, is it a, the same meals? And then they like kind of go through that progression on even food wise. What are you doing? Like what do you have today? Yeah, well, well, shout out to my lovely weight uh, nutritionist, uh, gut uppercut uh, Terry Howell. She's uh, based out of St. Louis now. She works. Hey. With, she she works with female fighters with just this. Um, so say her say her info one more time because we need to get, let people know about this. That's a big deal. So who yeah. is this? Who is this? Her, her Instagram is gut uppercut. Her name's Terry Howell. Um, she's worked with many many. Uh, female fighters across the country in the MMA world. Um, she's worked with me on my my last two, well, yeah, my last two, my last fight and my uh-huh. uh, my first my first pro fight as well. Um awesome, awesome. That's feel, amazing. My last weight cut was awesome. I I actually uh came in underweight that was by accident that shouldn't have happened, but <laughs> I felt great. My like I came back and I was refueled and you know <laughs> That's amazing. Excellent. Excellent time to push somebody. I need to hit her up and tell her, hey, I want to put your info all over my podcast. That's amazing. Okay, so she's the she's the person that's got you got you right. And then what meals has she put you on? Well, it's the knowledge of like what should I be eating, you know, thinking about uh, my calorie intakes, my um sodium levels and all that stuff like that. And so just making sure that I'm getting my, my how much carbs I need, the amount of protein that I need in a day, uh, my fruit servings. Uh, also, combining it with how much am I training, the intensity with my training, like adapting it to me and my body, um, what's the rate of my, how I'm losing the weight, uh, and her whole uh, helping me through the weight cut, how I've learned so much with how to, uh, improve my weight cut so that wow. I'm not depleted. Yeah. Extended period of times, because that's where you see a lot of uh, complications with people doing weight cuts. They're dehydrated for too long. Yeah. Um, like they're lagging. Like you could tell so many people are just so weak. You yeah. can tell they've cut. I don't know if it's, they've cut too much, but it's almost like they're exhausted. They're not even the same person. Yeah. Yeah. So there's so much that goes into it. So, and um, even like just the, f- the the female aspect of it, because uh, just like with our hormones levels and things like that throughout the months and how it changes our bodies as we're as my as our weight goes down, that also plays a big role. Like it's insane. Like, wow, I'm like, let's petition, let's petition. <laughs> you know, in reality, like um, if there were rules like how California how California has laws to where you you have to weigh in the, the same day you can't be over a certain way to make sure that you um are you haven't depleted too much you know over oh, a period yeah. we'll cut 20 and 30 pounds you know and then you get in there and you're fighting someone who weighs 30 pounds more than the contract weight and you're like That's wait crazy and so you have that issue. So, but then it becomes that thing where everyone's doing it because no one wants to go into a fight with that person who's cutting all that weight down. That's crazy. That's crazy. Cause you get to, you get to water up, right? Like after you do your weigh in. Right. So that is crazy. Yeah, we have a day to, uh, you know, hydrate the day before. And so then the fight's usually the next day. So you have, you know, t- a little over 24 hours to refuel yourself. But, you know, I just say, imagine what the sport would be like if people didn't have to worry about that. And you had athletes and fighters out there fighting, you know, with everything that they needed. And they never had to feel defeated. And they're at their natural weight. And they right. can actually just go and perform. Right. My theory is you will see a lot of lot of amazing performances i believe you i believe it that's just you just just shed some light like i just imagine like somebody putting back on 25 pounds being like boom 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 time to fight that's just that's a big that's that's a huge difference huge difference wow oh my god so go ahead go ahead well i was just saying because just like with a lot of things you notice in in our history that 
things that people say, oh, try this method or eat this. And then years down the line, you find out that it actually wasn't good for your body, you know, because it had these complications. Like, I don't want to see the complications that, you know, the things that occurred later down the line from all these fighters who did this wear on their body to make weight and whatnot in the sport. You know? Yeah, like I, it was. Uh, this is going the opposite direction, but um, oh my god, I can't remember his name. The dude who used to say, "I command you to grow." Uh, the 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 bodybuilder dude. I command you to grow. He's out in California. Oh yeah. my, he's older dude. You know what I'm talking about, right? I heard his voice. <laughs> yeah. So he he was saying like back in the day there was no information, but he was just like, I would go eat fast food. Put all this stuff in my body. He was eating. He said he would eat like so many McDonald's burgers every day. But t- that was to get big because w- he wanted more weight. But all the stuff he put in his body messed his heart up. Messed his like he is so like. And this is someone who was just constantly working out, trying to build and build. And it's just like all that stuff he was putting in him was just so incorrect. Like oh my gosh, that's a big deal. You know what I mean? Um, so let's talk now on just gym wise. It's everywhere. I know it's a big deal. Every time I have opportunity to sit, sit down with a female fighter, I think it's important to ask and just talk about sexism in general. Like this is something that's like it's going to be standard uh, because people don't understand respect. But it's one of those things where it's just like it, we need to talk about the elephant in the room. How has the how has gym cultures being even with visiting people at your gym not people who was a a part of your gym but like even if somebody comes to visit your gym or stuff that you've seen in the industry if you went to a fight what's your thing on on just in general with this what i would call a ridiculous clash of female versus male fighters if that makes sense um I think what I what I think I hear when I think when I when I think about what you say what you said I think about like not just even in the gym but even in the workplace you know when you're a woman working in a predominantly uh, male um, male field there's always that that vibe of like you feel like you're in a man's world you know and and for me I've already felt like a minority being you know being black being African American double minority woman and black right right yeah. <laughs> already that you know that feeling of you know you're 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 feeling like the only one so if you're in a place where you don't have that like that support of also other female fighters it can be really hard you know because you're like on the outskirts you're in you're in you're in a marginalized group and um so how you cope with how you cope with how you um exist in that world is you know really plays a lot into you know your how how you feel in, in your how I, I took it all the way down to successfulness because that goes into like mental health and just like your mentality coming into the sport. You know yeah. that's that you have to think about and worry about in your day already. Aside of the grit that you're gonna have to bring into that workout, you yeah. know, that's on top of it, I I literally had this uh, argument with one of my teammates, and I was like, look. I know that me and you weigh the same. However, when you grab my wrist, it's not the same as when I grab your wrist. Right, and I right. So much harder to like break that. Just that's just like a physical thing. And then, but the feeling of I don't even feel. I part of me like I feel hesitant to even have to say that because then it's like, oh, you're just making excuses. Right, right, and, right. And it's like, so then it's like that feeling of silence in a way yeah yeah especially when you're trying to speak this to you know a, a, a male who 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 don't know what my experience is because he can't because you're not a woman right but that's where it's always great to have you know other women and other people who are also you know there in that that same little pool with you to to have those moments to talk that through with what would you recommend to a lady who is thinking about getting into combative sports, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, boxing, Muay Thai, kickboxing, wrestling, whatever? What would you recommend and, and tell them as a piece of advice? Like, what would you tell your younger you? What would you say? And what would you say, this is what I want you to have so you can keep this with you at all times? Well, I think 
first of all, it's always amazing to be a trailblazer, to be a trendsetter, to yeah. be a something. You know, being the only one is not a bad thing. You know, being in a part of a small group is not a bad thing either. You know, you develop a lot thicker skin because of all the extra adversity that you go through. But you know what? It doesn't hinder you. It makes you stronger. Oh, talk about it. I'm sorry. I got excited. I'm sorry. Keep going. Keep going. (laughs) It's so like just just every, you know, social, you know, injustice, every group, you know, there everyone has their uh, their vices and. You know, if you're a woman, you you have that on your back too. If you're part of a minority, you have that. There's this adversity. There's always going to be, you know, people who only see things from their 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 their, their vision. And yeah. you remember that, you know what, your opinion doesn't truly matter as to what my vision embodies for me. And having that in mind and sticking true to it, but Honestly, I really just think that, like, get in there, do what you want to do, but also make sure that you have a support system. That's real. I think because internalizing, internalizing it with yourself um, can 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 be can can be really hard because you're going to have those trying moments and those situations that really make you feel like. You start to you you sway away from your inner beliefs, but having people that are around you to support you, and just to know that you're not alone in it. Yeah, yeah. Because when you're traveling, traveling on the road to something that you know, on the road that whole little quote or whatever you know, uh, the road not taken or whatever. There's always going to be challenges when you're creating a new path. That's you know, so true. Yep. I, you're, you're building the bridge. You're building yeah. the bridge. You're doing that so they can go past and they got to deal with the rough terrain. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're building that bridge. But That's, the other thing though about it, though, and is all of the other women that look and see you are inspired. Like, they need to see that. This, the, just the way that we want representation, like, culturally, we want to see you see someone like you yeah. You know, whatever. It has that same impact in everything in sports. You want to see somebody like you. So if there's no one there like you, go be that person to also, you know, start that whole stampede. Say it again. That's a nugget. If there's no one like you in that sport, go be that person. I'm sorry. I had to say it myself. Go yeah. ahead. Say, I'm sorry. That's real. Say it one more time. I need <laughs> to hear you say it. That's real, though. That's so real. You know what I'm saying, you know, if there's no one like you there, Go be that person, you know. We always need that first, and you know, be like those those little quotes that we hear. I like, I, I'm a believer in now. Like all of those things have been like really ringing true to me. Uh, I'm starting to really, really feel the truth and like be the change you used to see. Like you literally, truly have to do that. Don't gripe about it no more. Don't talk about it no more. What can we do? What what actions can you make to actually make that change happen? Yeah, like. Just you know, do it. So I was like the whole Nike, uh, just do it, like just do it, man. Just do it, just do it. So um, next, I I just need to know because I feel like it's extremely important. What is your ultimate goal? What's the goals you set for twenty? Clearly, you've already hit one goal. You said I've never been out of the state. I want to go out of state. I've never said I'm going to do something different. You've done that something different now. Um, what's your goals for 2020? Anything other than getting that win? Get that win real quick. We know that one's coming. But what's what's the big goals? What's the next goal you got? Man, I really feel like this next year is is going to pop. You know, uh, training. I'm looking forward to getting a few more fights this next year and be ready to fall into something a lot bigger. All right. I love it. I love it. Speaking into existence. I love it. Like I'm going to fall into something bigger. I'm going to get better every day. Every day that I show up to train, every day it happens. Just naturally you show up and you have the mind ready for it. Um, I'm ready to like actually. What's the way? I'm actually to. There's this. It's like this whole evolution of myself as an artist, you know, it's 
MMA, mixed martial artist. You're you're an artist. When you like put, when you take all the the, the, the paints and all of the materials and things that you need, and you finally put it together, and you paint something that's like a true representation of yourself. Like that's what I'm inspiring to to do. Yeah. And to get to that point to where I'm creating things that represents me, and there and every time after that it is it gets better and get and it, it continues to evolve and to grow and um the side of that also wanted to do the other things that i'm passionate about and um be an advocate for those things is like they i know they say this a lot where they say like you should always like find a hobby find something that you can do that you can stay healthy like uh, working out but if your uh, passion aligns with all that as well as your profession like you it can't get any better like literally you are okay you work out twice a day most people can barely get one workout in yeah. uh, and, and like if you uh, clearly you've been doing something since high school so you clearly love physical activity so that's something that's like amazing then if you can get to the point where you can get paid for it oh my freaking god right like <laughs> that is like amazing times 10 so now um i need to know this next um if you if you uh, had one other like component or no let me just ask you what what are your hobbies you have this profession this is your profession now which you're blessed to say you love what do you have any hobbies what's some other stuff that you do i used to complain about not being able to do the things that i like to do when i was working and training at the same time because you know all i want to do is sleep uh, <laughs> now i've been able to actually get back into the things that i used to really enjoy doing um i like art so I've always liked to always liked writing poetry. And, what awesome! Uh, I um, I've been writing. I, I write a book. I write a book. Put that out there too, just to uh, you know put that in the world. Say because I'm doing it. Um, I expect that book. Hopefully, I expect the book ASAP. I need to hear some updates and progress on that book. Is it already like thought out? Where you at? Where, where you at with the book? I I have my concept. I'm. I'm literally just pouring content into it now all right so um i like to so i like all the little artsy stuff I like to um, paint and stuff um i actually started uh, playing the game again i used to play the game but i used to play the game for real so sometimes i do that um in my spare time i like to read i like to read books and stuff i know it's kind of weird but i like to read the that's not weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me not say weird. Uh, my, my friend would say, uh, I, I'm not like a little nerd or whatever, but <laughs> I can get real uh, deep and philosophical about some things, but I like I like self-help books because um, my whole, like the whole counseling and mental health thing, I'm, yeah. I'm advocating that. And so I really like uh, doing that, that professional work for myself. Um, you know, just as a person. Um, so I've been enjoying uh, doing that. And I love watching fights, of course. Of course, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you, I'm a, I showed I show Charles some of my artwork. It, it had me, me and I was talking about it, me and CJ. And I even brought out some of my old stuff. Like when I say I draw, I don't even know if you can see any of this stuff. Hold on, let me see if you can oh, see. Oh, like I literally draw. Like I, I used to do it. Like for real. Can you see any of this? Can I can see. I can see. It's a little glary, but I can see it. Oh yeah, that's that's. Oh nice. Yeah. Ooh, you're realist. Yeah, I do my realism, right? Yeah. That. Oh wow. You're. That's you're good. See, I'm not good like that. <laughs> I'm an abstract person. <laughs> I love art, though. Like. I don't know what it is. Like when you can be creative, it just it's just like it's so freaking wonderful. Did I hear games? You play what games were you playing? What games? What was that? Tell tell us that. Oh uh, well, let's see. I wanna I I've been playing a little new UFC game, of course, got some fighting. Play I've never played it. Was is it dope? I have played the old school stuff that I wanna say it was one on PS two. 
That well, was just the, the original. The last time I played video games was like in college. So I'm reteaching myself how to do some stuff. But I've been playing like reteaching myself how to play 2K. Because that, that helps me connect back to basketball. So I enjoy that. Um, and then All right. I used to play Call of Duty. I haven't, been, haven't played that yet, but I haven't. I'm planning on playing it this winter break when I come home. Okay, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. All right. So now let me. Uh, I have to put you on the spot. So every one of my episodes, I play a little trivia. <laughs> got to do the trivia for you. All right. So name for me. Um, and let me tell you. So new listeners, I do a, a little trivia. It's Roy Robb's trivia for the day. Is always related to something around martial arts, animation, or gaming, um, and films. And now I think I want to go into films. Are you are you a movie person? Oh, that would be even better. I love it. That's that's just too challenging. Okay, okay, okay. We're not gonna do films. We're not we we're not gonna do films. We're gonna keep it simple. Let's do uh let's let's go straight to martial arts. Uh name for me. Ooh, that's that's um mm-hmm. so first one uh, oh you know what i got you i'm a, i'm a, i'm gonna hit you with this one this is even this is even more creative you was a hoop star um i'm going basketball i got you it don't have to be martial arts all the time we're gonna we're gonna change it up today y'all this is athletics all right we're going straight we're going straight hoop uh, name for me three um three legends both genders on the back only because am, are you still am i still here you, you said still got me? Uh, three yeah legends. yeah three legends i need three both genders so i need um uh, i need three guys and three ladies that um that have played on the U- on the Olympic team. I want to say for basketball, and the guys would be super simple. But I need the ladies to see who you got. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. Candace Parker, Lisa Leslie, and what's her name? What's Cheryl Soames? Cheryl Sue's. Hey, I, I knew I was. I knew Cheryl and I knew Le- Lisa was gonna be super simple. Let's, the guys should be super easy. You got the guys too. I mean, obviously the in the newer age of people. Uh. <laughs> anybody from the twenty-one, you could do anybody. Who you got? Who you got? MJ, of course, Kobe, and LeBron. <laughs> LeBron. All right, that's fair. All right, now now that we got this out the way. How do people connect with you? How do they? Because I need you to shout out when you're fighting again, and I need you to tell us how people find you and follow your journey. That is a big deal. So, number one, give me every handle. All right. Well, I make it simple for Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, I'm the the quiet storm MMA, and on Facebook, I'm just Brittany Cloudy. Yeah. Is it is it the Quiet Storm T H E or is it D A Quiet Storm? T H E the Quiet Storm. Okay, mm-hmm. got you. Perfect. And then uh, just Brittany Cloudy on Facebook, and then fight. Tell us that fight because I'm going to make sure I need to probably t- tell us that so the people can uh, to know how they're going to be able to push and and be excited about this upcoming fight. When is that fight coming again? This weekend coming up. That this fight is on. King of the Cage, one week from today, December 8th, next Sunday, in Ontario, California, at the Toyota Center. I'll be making my sec- my well, my third professional uh, MMA fight. Um, until Saturday. I know that a lot of people are from St. Louis, but, man, this is the time where your hand your hand is covering something okay, you cut it out your hand was covering up now I can hear you again can you is it, is it good is you good I, now 
I think I'm good now. So, look, you said something about people from St. Louis. This is the time you need to support. Go there. Do it again. One more time. Yeah, I was going to say I still have tickets on hand. Um, I was saying that uh, even though St. Louis people, I know you're not in California. Uh, most of my followers, most people that I know right now are from St. Louis and they're not actually physically able to come to my fight. But still being able to support me, even from the Midwest, is so helpful and so crucial uh, because really um, the bottom is where, you know, uh, fighters need the most support, where I need the most support, you know, and say, you know, when you get up to the bigger promotions, it's, you're, you're there, but really it's the, from the ground up is where, man, support is needed the most. So if so true. you wanted to buy it. It's poor, meaning how I have fight shirts that I'm still selling. So I'm gonna um, buy one. I got you. I <laughs> so, got yeah. you. Hopefully, you got my size. <laughs> <laughs> I can put in a more, another order though. <laughs> right, right now, right now, I only have small and mediums left over. But uh, <laughs> I buy one for the misses. Then I get one for her. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you are you have been a rock star. I definitely appreciate you coming to join. And be a part of the movement. Enter the Last Dragon loves you and your story. We're going to make sure we put everything in the show notes. I, I thank you times 10. This have been, has been an amazing episode. And this won't, will not be the last episode. I'm going to be begging you to come back on. And especially, I would love to do the after the fight. Like, hey, we do some stuff, some conversations. Let me know your, your, your as your story continues, if that's cool with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for it. I appreciate it. 100%. Appreciate you. In the last dragon, your host, Roy Robb, your seafood, signing out.